What's up, guys? What up, guys? What up, guys? Welcome to my podcast, episode 27. 27, man. Feels like I did a lot more, man. It's, it's taken a long time to get it to, like, at least 50. But these are long episodes, man. It takes time. It takes time, you know? You gotta put that grind in. I finally got this friggin' uh wi-fi extender so hopefully there's no lagging hopefully the video looks good and clear and hd and you can see my my pores in my nose hopefully but i appreciate you guys coming you guys are awesome if you're new here please subscribe we talk about real life things lately we've been talking about narcissism uh, covert narcissism and uh today is yet again another narcissist episode um, because I did talk a lot of truth in the last video, also a lot of shit. I cursed a bit too much, but I wanted to talk about, <clears throat> you know, I kind of like gave you guys the the scoop of what would go on if you date a narcissist, how your life would be kind of sad and hard and tough and depressing and hurtful and painful and every bad word you could think of. And I wanted to give you guys an episode on how to deal with it, how to grieve on it, how to kind of overcome it, how to get through it. Now, of course, this episode is probably for people who have already been through it because you wouldn't be looking for this type of video if you were still in it. You wouldn't even know that you were with, you know, a narcissist. So I just want to give you guys some tips, advice, Things you can do to kind of recover yourself and get back to being the old you you remember before the narcissist sucked the blood from your body and took your soul. Because if you've went through it, you know that you are not the same person you have used you used to be. Um, if you already went through the discard phase, you're not happy right now you're wondering what went wrong what did I do wrong how could I fix this uh, should I message them should I try again or I am messaging them and they're ghosting me they're not answering me why I love them what is going on hopefully you're not in that state of mind where you want to go back and talk to them because hopefully you heard my last episode and you learned that that is not a good choice to make at all. You don't want to talk to them. You don't want to feed their supply. You want to, you know, you want to move on. You want to get your life back. And I will promise you this. If you do what I say, if you follow my advice and not talk to them, block them on everything, block them on social media, ignore their emails, People always say block their emails. You can't block emails. You can't. You can't. You can't do it. I've tried. I've Googled. I've Googled it. I've done all this shit, and you can't block emails. All you can do is when you block them, it says block, but it's not blocked. It sends it to your spam. So my advice for that is block their email and don't look at your spam. <laughs> Just empty it. 
Don't even read it because you might get temptations to reply. Don't, you know, don't look for it. Don't expect it. Um, another thing is you just want to delete any kind of communication with them. Uh, if you're in a, a place where I am, where you're strong, where you've been through it, you already you already fell. You already got knocked down. You already were depressed. You already went through all that. And now you're in the happy stage, you know, because you're going to be happier than you ever were. Because now you have this superpower, this ability. This ability to see how strong you can be. And you're going to feel like a monster because you're going to say, you know what? I survived fucking death. I survived the worst pain I've ever been in my life. And you're going to feel amazing. And you're going to have an ability that most people don't have. An ability to sniff that shit out. Sniff the, the toxicity of these narcissists out. Now, hopefully I never encounter one again in my life. But never say never. You know, next time I will be prepared and I will say deuces, deuces. This is my side of the street. I keep my side of the street clean. Don't bring your garbage on my side of the street. You know what I'm saying, guys? So, I guess first I want to talk about, you know, I want to tell you guys how I dealt with it. And I was not able to get over it until I found out about the narcissist shit. Simple fact, I was not able to get over it. I gotta take these off. I was stuck wondering, how do I fix this relationship? How do I make this girl love me again like she did in the beginning? How do I... How do I get out of this depressive, sad, lonely craving state now if you hear this episode you might think let me rephrase that if you hear this episode and you don't know anything about narcissism and you don't you never been through it and you you don't understand why is it so bad why is it you know oh someone broke up with you just move on no it's not like that. Then go back and listen to the other episode. It's not a simple breakup. It's an abuse marathon. You know what I'm saying? You can break up. Yeah, that's fine. You break up and you stop talking to them. The problem is they come back and they make you think they love you. And then they drop you again and they do it again and again and again and again. They kind of train you to need it. They train your brain to live on this routine. And it, it's they make it where the dopamine in your head goes crazy for them. And a little ounce of attention or anything, a simple text, a simple hey... Even negative attention, a simple screw you, I hate you, is better than no response at all. And I can't explain, I can't explain it, 
but you you never will know what I'm really talking about unless you went through it. You know, trust me, I've talked people to death about it, and they all think I'm crazy. They think you can't get over it. You're you're obsessed, or you're stuck in this hole. And they were right. I was obsessed. I was stuck in a hole. But you can't just move on. It's it's more than just your feelings and your heart. And it's more than that. It's dopamine in your brain. It's the way your head is trained. It's almost the main thing I can compare it to is like smoking. It's like quitting smoking. Except it's worse. Because it hurts your heart. You know, quitting smoking doesn't hurt your heart. Quitting smoking just makes you stressed, makes you anxious, makes you crave. But the getting over a narcissist makes you depressed, sad, lonely, hopeless. And I'm not going to lie to you. One of the only solutions is, one, listening to things like this. Learning about it, researching about it, and that's the problem. What if you don't know what went wrong? What if you don't know anything about this? What do you just? What if you just think they were a normal human and just it was a bad relationship? So then you try to fix it. You try to seize it. I can fix this. I can make it work. You can't. It's not a normal relationship. No matter what you do. It's going to be bad. It's going to turn out bad. And it's not your fault. You did what you could. You shouldn't feel lonely. You shouldn't let all their negative, mean comments on you affect you. You know, you're ugly. You're whatever they say to you. You know, I'm not going to talk about my... I'm not going to get into detail about what happened to me, but I'm going to just tell you that when I was discarded and the person kept coming back and leaving, coming back and leaving, coming back and leaving, that's what gets you, that 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 trickery. They know exactly when to turn the charm on. They know exactly when to turn it off. It's something that they have to train your brain, train that dopamine in your head to go crazy when they come back for you, and you're waiting. You're waiting by your phone. It's all you could think about. Every time you hear a text, you wonder, is it them? And then when they leave, when they discard you, and they're gone for like a month, you you might start to forget about it. If you start healing, you start getting a little better. And then that's when they come back. And then that's when they act like they want to love you again. And you you take them back. You're kind of happy. You know, well, maybe she made a mistake. She's back. She's She's come back to love me again. She realized that she misses me. And then they do it again. This is the part that gets you kind of hooked. It gets you, I don't know, man. It's very hard to explain. Oh, my God, my knee is so f- bad. If you're wondering why I'm wiggling around this chair, it's because my knee is so bad. I, I need a doctor. Like, Eminem needs 
Dr. Dre. I need a doctor. But anyway, I was so depressed. I didn't want to get out of bed. I didn't want to go to work. I didn't want to live. I felt hopeless. I felt lonely. I felt sad. I could have easily went and talked to another girl. That shit don't work. Not when you're stuck on a narcissist. Nobody can replace them. And you might talk to another girl to try to move on, which isn't cool. You should wait until you're fully over this person so you don't bring a new person into your mess. But, you know, sometimes you 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 just want to try different things to get over it, to get over it and to move on and to be happy again. And you're going to miss yourself. I actually missed myself. When I was going through this, I was like, my God, I used to be so happy, so crazy and goofy. And you guys know me. I'm a clown. Am I here to amuse you? I'm just kidding. But I'm fun. I got a crazy, goofy personality, a funny sense of humor. And I lost that. That was not me. I lost my charm. I was a depressed shell of who I used to be before the narcissist ruined my life and you feel like you're never going to get out of that you feel like this is it I am never going to be happy again I'm going to obsess you know and they throw things in your face they tell you about men they're with they tell you details they tell you about things you they know will bother you all this shit is pre-planned all this is planned, plotted out, and, and you know, it's, it's nothing is coincidental with them. It's a plan. It's, it's kind of genius, you know, but it's sick. It's twisted. No nice person would want to kill you like that. Rip your heart out. Tear you apart. And you could tell them you're sad. Please, I'm very sad. I feel hopeless. I'm depressed. I don't know how to get out of this. Can you please help me? Can you love me? Try again or whatever. And they will They will be very cold to you. They might even say like, you know, in my case, oh, you deserved it. You cheated on me. You, you're you a piece of shit. Something, they'll say shit to make you... And then you start to believe them. Maybe they're right. Maybe I was bad. Maybe I did do these bad things. But you got to remember, guys, that is gaslighting. You got to remember that what you did was a result of what they did. You know, if you're... Yeah, I want to tell you a couple scenarios that happen that might make me look crazy, but you got to understand the the context of what happens, you know. And and it's not even going to do it justice because I'm, this podcast will be four hours long. I'll give you one example of how I be I started looking like the crazy one. All right, so it's Valentine's Day. Um. 
Well, Valentine's Day is coming up, and we're planning on spending it together. Now, this is after a lot of other shit, a lot of bad shit, a lot of abusive things. And as a dumbass, I was a dumbass. We're all dumbasses because we take them back. We take them back. We take them back. We have this plan to spend Valentine's Day together. And you believe them. You're like, maybe this time it will be good. Maybe this time it will be great. So we get on a, we, you know, we plan it. I request off from work. I tell my boss. I'm all excited. I can't wait to, you know, have this new found love for this person. And, uh, you know, she don't want to come over because I slept with a different girl in my bed. And she's not going to sleep in that bed. Someone else slept in that bed. Another woman. Now... Before you guys say anything, this was me trying to move on, trying to talk to someone else, getting close to someone else. All the while, her keep coming back, leaving, coming back, leaving, coming back, leaving. In that period, I talked to a girl and had a girl over. You know, she was making it pretty clear we were never going to get back together. So why wouldn't I, right? Why wouldn't I try to find happiness, try to find someone to be happy with? Which I shouldn't have because I should have been trying to fix myself first. But I thought <laughs> I was trying trying to fix myself by the help of another female. You know. So anyway, we have this plan. Valentine's Day. Whatever. We request off. I request off. I tell my boss I'm excited. You know, planning it out. But whatever, I think I bought chocolate and flowers and corny shit that winded up getting thrown out because we'll get to that. I go to the store since she's uncomfortable to sleep in my bed because someone else slept in there. Be even, you know, after all this <laughs> thinking we're broken up forever shit. But she kept coming back, so um. I go to the store and I buy new comforters. I buy new pillows. I buy new everything, you know, and new pillowcases and all the shit. Planning it, making her feel as comfortable as possible. You know, I'm gonna. I want her to feel comfortable. I don't want her to have to sleep in a bed that someone else slept in. I get it. She's uncomfortable, which is completely crazy. You know what I'm saying? It's completely crazy. It's not like I cheated on her and brought a girl over and slept in the bed. It was, you left me, you sent me dirty stuff. So, of course, I'm going to move on, have sexual relations with other people, blah, 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 whatever. Why should I sit there and be depressed at home waiting for you to come back to me when you're done with the other men? Anyway, we get in a fight that day, Valentine's Day. We get in a fight. I forget what it was about, but I'm pretty sure it was something very stupid. <laughs> Uh, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to let this ruin our day. I'm not going to let this ruin the Valentine's Day that I've been waiting for for like two weeks talking about it. But, you know, this is exciting. It's finally, we're finally going to be normal. We fight that day. But I say, you know what? I'm going to go to her job. I'm going to get her. And we're going to have a nice day anyway. I go to her job. 
She comes out. She doesn't look too thrilled to see me. Um, she's probably, I now in hindsight, I think she was planning on going somewhere else with someone else. But I kind of like messed that up. The fight was probably planned so she can go on a date with someone else. You know, but she wanted me to feel happy about it all week just so she could drop me. That's what they do. So anyway, she stuck with me. Uh, we go to Chili's. We get food the whole time looking miserable, not talking to me, not looking at me, staring at her phone, texting God knows who. Then we get in an Uber. No words. Doesn't talk to me. Doesn't look at me. It's I clearly fucked up whatever plans she had of leaving me, going to see someone else. And uh, the reason I'm telling this story is I'm I'm telling you guys why how they make you look crazy. You look like the bad one. And all right, I'm trying to stay calm. I'm trying to stay chill. And the whole time I'm thinking in my head, oh, are you serious? What? Why are we not talking? What is the problem? I came to see you. I came to get you at work. Spend Valentine's Day with me. What the hell is the problem? What did I, What is wrong? I didn't say that, but I was thinking it. Soon as we get in my house, she sits on the bed. I sit on the bed next to her. I say, do you want me to put a movie on? What do you want to do, honey? Can we watch a movie or something? Whatever. And she's like... I'm going to go home. And I was like, no, you're not. You're not going home. You're not going home. I waited two weeks. I requested off. I went and bought a whole new fucking bed sheet set, which I had to take the bus to get. I'm on the bus with pillows and comforters and all this crazy shit. I come to your job. It's like freezing out. We get to the house and you're going to go home. I lost it. I blew a gasket. So I grabbed her phone. I was like, you're not leaving. We're going to make this work. You're going to stay. And she's like, no, I'm not. So then I'm holding on to her phone. She starts kind of fighting me. She's trying to grab her phone. Like it's like I have her friggin'. It's the weirdest thing. She made this face like like I had her soul in my hands. Like it's a phone. Relax. She was probably worried. Whoever she was going to leave me for would text her or I would see something on her phone. That's what it was. So we like basically wrestle each other because I'm not letting go of this fucking phone. You are not leaving me again after all the times you left me. Countless times. I can't even keep track of how many times she left me. And now my hopes are fully up. It's Valentine's Day. I'm spending it with this girl I supposedly love. But it's dopamine, tricked, brain, dead addiction to this narcissist. And we get a little rough. She will not let go of this phone, and I'm not letting go of it. Uh, she she will tell you that I probably that I hit her, that I beat her, that I did all this crazy shit, which I did not. All you have to do is stop touching me, get off of me, go sit on a bed, and everything will be great. And now, in hindsight, I should have just let her leave, but it's this is an example how they drive you completely insane. They drive you completely insane. 
And I'm not proud of that moment. Nobody got hit. Nobody hit nobody. They would tell you that, but no. I placed her on the ground. I put her on the ground. I put her on the bed. I was trying to get her off of me. She was on me like flies on shit. Anyway, the point of that story is to tell you guys that they will drive you completely insane where you lose yourself. You do things you would not normally do. You you change. You become a monster. You start to almost become them. Then when you're arguing, you talk horrible. You say mean things because you want to be as mean as they are. Not anymore. I've learned that, you know, say whatever you want to be on me. I'm not going to argue with you. You know, I'm not going to be mean. I will call you out on your shit. I won't let I won't let you get away with you know whatever you think you deserve to get away with, which is everything. That's not going to happen. I'm not a chump. But I had to learn that. So anyway, if you're going through it, if you're down in the dumps, just don't contact them. Block them. Block any memories you have of them. Delete them. Um, and just remember, it's going to get better. You're not going to be stuck in this place forever. You're not going to be obsessed with this person. You're going to heal. Time, time, time is the healer. And... You know, do things. Get out there. Take walks. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. Everything, everything is going to remind you of them. Everything. Right down to a frigging straw. Oh, man. I remember that time we were both sharing the same straw, and it looked kind of similar to this straw. It's going to happen. What you got to do then is just try to replace that thought think about it you know it's hard to get rid of a thought when it pops in your head but you know you can think about it but you're going to be doing a lot of thinking about it you're going to be doing a lot of obsessing a lot of doubting you're going to do a lot of where are they who are they with are they with someone that they think is better than me nobody's better than you they're just a new victim and it's temporary you know and that person's going to get screwed over too you know, you can't worry about that, but you're going to, you're going to, um, I would suggest going to the gym, get, get the, get your anger out, out on them weights. <laughs> That's what I did. Music helps, but really in all honesty, nothing helps except hearing stuff like this, hearing these podcasts. Unveiling the truth. The more you listen to these videos, not mine per se, but mine, I hope, is here to help. But, you know, watch a bunch of them and really analyze the situation. I guess my best advice for getting over this is to hear these videos. Listen to everything. I don't care if you got to listen all day. The more you learn... The more you unveil the truth, the better you will feel. Some of it will hurt. 
Some of see, I don't, I didn't hear the videos until later, until after I was already kind of messed up and damaged, and I was kind of recovering again. But when I heard the videos about what a covert narcissist is, that's when I really became, you know, I felt myself coming back. I was like, wow, wow, yeah, she did that. She did this. She did that. Everything fit like a brand new shoe. And I was amazed and I became obsessed with it. And not obsessed like a a sick, unhealthy way, but obsessed like, wow, man, I'm good. Like I survived that? Holy moly. And now I know that it's not me. It's not personal nothing against me it's just some it's them it's what they do it's i'm not a bad person i just met a bad person and i hope i hope there's good qualities in her i don't know you know i overall a narcissist is a very dangerous person a covert narcissist is a very dangerous person but i believe they have some kind of heart and some kind of soul deep in there somewhere. The problem is they can't get help because they don't think there's any need to change. They don't think there's any reason to be better. It's not them that's wrong, it's everyone else. So it's a problem for them. You know, they're never going to be happy. They're never going to fill that void. They're never. G- you're going to be happy. They are not. They're going to be doing this till they're dead. Sucking supply from different people until they are gone. And in a, in a small, weird way, I feel bad. Which, in return, is what they like. Empaths. Empathetic people. Because they're perfect prey. They fall for all the bullshit. They fall for all the shit. And they forgive. And they give second chances. So, to end this out, a short podcast. If you're broken, if you're lonely, if you're sad, if you are hurt, if you are discarded by a narcissist, you will get better. You will be happy. I promise you. And you're going to be a machine once you get over it. You're going to be less shy, less timid. You're going to be brave. You're going to have a vision that other people don't have. Regular people don't have. Now, I know some people are going to hear this and think I'm crazy. And that's totally fine. Because you don't know shit about it. And I guarantee you, guarantee you, anyone watching this who has not encountered a covert narcissist, who has not been through it, if they ever go through it, if they ever experience it, they will think back to this video or my last video. And they will say, wow, I get it. I totally, totally get it. God, I'm sorry, my leg. 
And that's all I got to say, guys. I hope you enjoyed this short, quick episode. But I think I needed to to do it. You know, I needed to give you... I can't tell you about something that's horrible and then not give you kind of words of wisdom, tips, getting over something, you know? So basically what I'm saying in in a short... In a nutshell is block them, don't talk to them, delete any memories of them, delete conversations unless you might have to keep them for, you know, in case they try to do something and if you need proof, but don't read them. Um, and just work on yourself, research this shit, research covert narcissism. And the more you know, the more you know. What's the saying? How does it go? The more you know. Okay. The more you know, the better off you'll be. Uh, And I promise you it's going to get easier. I promise you you're going to get better. If you could just make it through that healing process, you got to believe me. If they come back, keep in your head what I'm saying. It is never going to work out. You're only going to get hurt time and time and time again. Don't fall for the the pretty look, the eyes, the way they look at you, the way they, they talk to you, the way they make you feel. Don't fall for it. It's bullshit. They are the world's best actor. That's my advice. And just work on yourself. And work on being happy and healthy. And then you can be like me. You can have power. Superpower. That's all we got, guys. I really got to sleep. And I can't sit here no more because my knee is fucked up. I love you. Take it easy. Have a great day. Hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it helps you. There is light at the end of the tunnel. I'm living proof. I'm living proof. I'm happy as hell. The only thing I worry about now is money. I don't worry about who likes me, you know, what girl likes me, who am I going to date. I don't worry about the narcissist, you know, I'm in a way I am privileged and proud and happy I went through that because I am so much stronger, wiser, braver, smarter. If you could it's like if you make it through and survive a, a relationship with a narcissist and come out happy as hell, you are one tough SOB. You are one tough SOB. So thank you. For making me that. Guys, I love you. Have a great day. Take care. I got to get up. I got to get this. I got to stretch this leg out. And uh, have a good day. We out.